Welcome to Dig It. I'm the speaker. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. Uh, we've had a pretty hectic week. A lot oh of things going on. <laughs> um, I'm here with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? Doing well. You're good. Running on adrenaline. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Man. I'm trying to fit too many things in this week. What are we going to get into, girls? Jeez, we got, uh, we, we're going to have to talk about the presidential debate for a bit. Um, I'm sure there's a lot to talk about on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Collins calls for Ray to resign. Uh, Florida opening, big move for other states to follow. That's your one, I think, Corey. DeSantis, live talk with uh, the doctor. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> oh, I, there's like a four-minute clip. Um, we, we, I can link it. I'll link it below, but I can get into that later. Sure. Just on DeSantis talking to a doctor in regards to the PCR testing for COVID. Oh, okay. He's uh, really pro- he's really been stepping up, you know. Oh, good. Uh, Project Veritas. We have to talk about that. Electric Ford, Iman Omar. Uh, we we all knew this was happening, but I absolutely love Project Veritas. They do some really amazing stuff, and they always come out with it in like the right timing too. Oh yeah. Uh, Brothman gets six years and nine months in prison. Uh, for her involvement with Nixium uh, and Lindenwood and Ron Coleman going after Biden for this video that he posted the other day. We'll bring that up. And I'm sure there's a hundred little other tidbits we've got, girls. So what do you want to start? Governor Bill Richardson, Flynn update. We got so much went on this week. It's insane. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot going on. Ooh. I'm like... Two-thirds of the way through an article I was starting on last week, and then I had to table it for a couple days to run a garage sale, <laughs> which actually did pretty good. I mean, 99% of people showed up with masks on, even though we weren't wearing masks. But it was good, though. You could tell people were happy to get out and do something, uh-huh. you know. And then, um, and then, yeah, James, James Fitzgerald, one of my writers on my site, he, uh, he published a great article on, on the voter fraud claims that are adding to election fever. So I can talk about that a little bit when we go over Omar. So you guys want to start with the debate? <laughs> yeah, let's I, I, do that. I, I think that's a good one to kind of open up. So first of all, uh, I'll go to you first, Edge. What did you think of it? Well, I just loved how right after the debate, I hopped on Twitter and not even seeing that much about the actual debate, just tweet after tweet after tweet about Chris Wallace and what a hack he is. I mean, (laughs) people were so mad. Oh, yeah, it was. I think the final count was he interrupted Trump 76 times and Biden 15 times. And and. Trump was being a little pushy in some areas, but, you know, over talking and whatnot, but Biden was doing it too. And so what kept happening is if, if Biden was talking first and then Trump responded and Biden had to come back to that, Wallace would let him talk. But when it was reversed and Trump would talk and Biden would talk, and then Trump would want to respond to something Biden just said, he'd completely cut him off. And you know what annoyed me was when, he was sitting there treating our president like he was a five-year-old going, now, wait a minute. Now, just wait, wait, you're going to like this next question. You're really going to like this next question. Like he's a five-year-old. 
to, to, to get them to stop talking. It was just, it was a shit show. It was. And the questions were set up to get, be gotcha questions to Trump versus Biden. They were all just softballs throwing at him. And anytime, you know, Trump wanted to bring in topics about Hunter and Ukraine, which is what people on our side want to hear, that got shut down so fast. You know, Chris Wallace was running interference for, for Biden, you know, and, um, that was really frustrating. In fairness, in fairness, though, he did direct a question to Biden about that three and a half million, I believe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You're I right. think he, he did. did once. But then when it started getting heated, he started shutting it down. Yeah, because he was trying to give Biden a chance to respond and, and Biden was just avoiding it. So then Chris kind of came in and was like, oh, well, he's really not wanting to go there. So let's put the brakes on this. Yeah, the question that really pissed me off was the uh, the condemning white supremacists towards Trump. And oh, yeah. that question was set up with the premise um, of the whole Charlottesville hoax. That was, we have Trump on tape. We have the words that he said. He condemned white supremacists. And for years now, they keep using that tape as a, a, some excuse that he he never condemned white supremacists when we have the videotape it's he specifically calls out white supremacists saying they should be condemned and he specifically says i'm not talking about them i'm talking about the other people who were present at that time not the white supremacists but they continually perpetuate that lie and chris wallace did as well in the way he set up his question to trump and asked him once again to condemn condemned white supremacy which by the way and i totally 100 percent agree with trump and anyone who has eyes to see also does that that they are a minuscule problem not that they're not a problem but they are a minuscule problem compared to the Antifa BLM terrorism that is going on in the streets. And right. it's ridiculous. They call, because everyone, don't you know, everyone is a white supremacist. Now, if you're white, you're a white supremacist. If you say something, you're a white supremacist. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, just before we started recording, Ilan Omer just tweeted out, President Trump is a white supremacist. I'm like, duh, what, why? <laughs> Like, how is she allowed to continue with this libel? This woman's rap sheet is a mile long. I don't understand how she is still in her position. They, they could have taken her out and removed her. They, they could have taken her out and removed a lot of people. And I think that's what's frustrating a lot of us the most. I mean, like, some of these people need to go away, man. Like, <laughs> they, really, they really do. They need, yeah. The hammer needs to drop on them really, really hard. And if... Everyone's worried about the backlash they're going to get. Well, you're going to get it anyway. They're going to get it anyway. They're, they're getting it already. I've, I've got, but, but going back to this debate, I've got another kind of uh, another kind of viewpoint on it. Like, it was a shit show. I mean, I mean, you look at the debates when, uh, like Trump against Hillary, he found ways to be funny there, and that was always, uh, you know. A good part of his debate. This one was just like two people bickering in jail. And I don't blame him, like, after getting, you know, after dealing with this shit for four years, you know, mm -hmm. pretty sure he's pretty sick of it and just wants to talk. But I, I, I kind of see a positive out of this. Um, and other people might not see it the way that I'm seeing it. But this white 
this white supremacist thing that they've taken from it. If that's the only thing they've taken from this debate, then they've mm-hmm. lost. Right. Right. Because well, you, 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 you've got people pushing this thing now. I mean, you had Kevin Hart made a post on Instagram, and this was his post. is a caption that said, when Trump was asked to address the KKK, this man said, and I quote, I stand back, uh, to stand back and stand by. Mm-hmm. Right? Asked to address the KKK. The KKK, that, that, that was never mentioned. That's exactly, that's not what he said. Right? right. Now, that Instagram post got a million likes. Oh, God. Right? It's a complete lie. Right. Right. But if that's all they're taking from it, to me, I mean, you had Kelly and um, uh, Kelly, uh, Kaylee copying it today, right? Just in the press conference, uh, all these questions of the white supremacist, white supremacist, all of the, it's, it's unbelievable. If that's all they have to run on, it's out yeah, of control. It, it's the same crap they pull with racism and everything. So I think what I was observing was right out the gate, I could see clearly that. Trump was trying to intentionally rattle Biden because we all know what happens. He's got a quick, short temper. And I think he wanted to rattle him right out the gate, which he did. He was like, oh, shut up, man. You know, I mean, I think within 10 minutes he had him rattled. And uh, but then that just kept fueling and then it went back and forth. And so it felt it, it started to feel very chaotic. One of the things he definitely was targeting him on was trying to separate his base and show that the far left are the ones that are really running the show. And so if Biden doesn't go along with them, there's going to be a problem. And so when they got to the climate change, which wasn't even supposed to be talked about, wasn't even included as a topic, but the environmentalists were all crying. Uh, When they got to that and they were talking about what their plans were, they finally got Biden to say that he's not for the Green New Deal. He was for his own deal. So then, you know, Trump, I don't remember his exact words, but, but he's like, oh, oh, they're, you know, like, they're not going to be happy with that. There it is. <laughs> yep, yep. I think he was very successful in that area yeah. of, of exposing Biden for his wishy-washiness when it comes to his far left base, which is the socialists, the AOC and three, and all basically the ones that are controlling it. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the that. other big one was while they're trying to get him on the whole white supremacist crap, meanwhile, Biden is calling Antifa saying it's an idea, not, not an organization, you know. And actually, Robbie Starbuck did a brilliant video. Um, I, should, I should find that and link that below. Uh, summing this up, you know, with the video clips of of Antifa. Yeah, I don't recall Biden getting a question like, Biden, will you condemn Antifa and BLM terrorism? Well, it came from Trump. He kept trying to get him to, but... I know, but not from Chris Wallace. Yeah, I don't know that... I don't know that... uh, Yeah, you're right. I don't know that he did ask him that. Yeah, they don't want to acknowledge it. It's just like Nadler saying that uh, Antifa was a myth. They don't want to acknowledge it because as soon as they acknowledge it, then that means they have to take a side on it, whether they condemn it or approve of it. And mm-hmm. you know they approve of it because all of the people who are in Antifa or BLM are leftists, socialists, communists, you know, they anarchists. They, they, they support the left. And so right. it, it, it's in, to, in their best interest to not condemn these people. Well, and then the other thing that I think – 
a couple of times that he got Biden on was uh, the uh, he's all over the place, man. He can't keep track of what he's talking about. And, and so he's going on about racism and how bad racism is. And then Trump starts talking about the suburbs and Biden cuts him off and says, you don't know the suburbs. You don't know anything about the suburbs. In the suburbs, you've got blacks and Latinos and whites and they're all carpooling together and that, which I'm like, wait a minute, what? So you're saying racism doesn't exist in the suburbs? I wasn't even following what, what his point was there. Did you guys catch that part? Yeah, yeah. Trump, was, uh, Biden's trying to portray himself as he's this like middle class blue collar worker. That's like always his stump speech type of guy. And, uh-huh, and Trump's yeah. this Wall Street guy that knows nothing about the middle class, which we know it's just all BS. But uh, Biden's right. just as... Biden's a millionaire. He, he makes millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So he was just, I think that was his point, but it was really uh, weird. It, it, yeah, didn't he did not deliver that well. Same thing with the lockdowns. Coming out early on saying we shouldn't lock down, then harping on Trump for locking down, then saying that, you know, we're locked down because of Trump, and then saying we can't open, we can't open things up yet. Things have to be done safely. We're not ready to open up yet. So, so which is it? Like, he's all over the place. Yeah, he was all over, the pro- all over the place. He didn't get checked on his facts at all by Chris Wallace, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I did think that Trump did well on bringing up, like, on the race issue, uh, bringing up how Biden, you know, has referred to them as predators. And um, that tape, there is actually a tape that's recirculated since from the 90s um, say, using that word predator. Uh, so I, I feel like that was, was pretty successful because, you know, once you get these tapes, these, this old footage of words that Biden has used recirculating again and to the public eye, he loses less and less. Uh, he, he loses his credibility and with this BLM right. movement. And so I, I think that really the game here and they Trump did it pretty successfully, I would say, is to to show Biden's base, like the far left, how much of a hypocrite he is um, with regards to the Green New Deal, with regards to racism and and, you know, policies that Biden has taken in the past. Um, So I thought that was successful. I thought Trump did really well on trying to inject wherever he could the whole thing with the Ukraine. Hunter Biden, three and a half million. Oh yeah, he wasn't backing down on that one. Yep. And then at the end, towards the end, my favorite part, when they were talking about the election and the possibility of, um, you know, of Trump not, you know, having a peaceful transition or whatever. I can't remember exactly what the wording they were using was, but he just hammered that home so well. I thought, you know, like, you guys didn't give me a peaceful transition. You spied on me. And Joe, you were part of that. And not only that, but you were seeking the Logan Act on General Flynn and you all got busted. Did you hear this part where he said, um, and we've got Mm -hmm. it all on tape? Yep, I was just pulling that up to read as you were talking about Okay, it. <laughs> yeah, read that off. Oh, no, just he said, we've got them all, on, you know, regarding the Russian hoax. We got them on tape. 
and you were the one suggesting going after General Flynn using the Logan Act, and Obama was in the room. So, I mean, yeah. Have we... I mean, I, that's new information because we have we have notes, we have documents, we have all kinds of things we know of, but mm-hmm. but I, we've got yeah. them on tape. But but now we've got them on tape, so that is interesting. I mean, my ears perked up when I heard that. Did yours? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? One of my <laughs> one of my all time favorite tweets by Kellyanne Conway when um, Joe was calling her out on the the. I think it was on like the violence happening in the riots and saying that she said that this was in Trump's favor. So she tweeted out, thanks for debate. Shout out creepy, sleepy, weepy Joe, but you lied and don't sniff my hair either. <laughs> she, <laughs> she posted the, uh, the tweet from August 27th where it shows like the side by side, you know, what she actually said and everything. So I just thought that was, that was kind of double check and make sure it wasn't a parody account. That was really her saying that. <laughs> and then, and then after this debate, we had uh, Biden getting on his Twitter, putting out this white supremacist propaganda video with everything that Trump didn't say and just mis- misrepresenting his words once again, and having Carl Rittenhouse in that. So that was a big kickback because Carl Rittenhouse uh, lawyers. Uh, Lynn Wood uh, tweeted right after that, on behalf of Carl Rittenhouse, I shall sue Joe Biden and the Biden-Harris campaign for libel. I, uh, I am partisan in 2020 supporting Rudolf Trump. I am non-partisan trial lawyer who aggressively pursues truth to achieve justice. Put in your hearing aid, Joe, you will hear footsteps. Yeah, yeah, and Ron Wilson on that case too. Good. Good. Yeah, well, you, you can't just put people in the video like that and claim they're, they're white supremacists. This is just libel at the top of its own game, man. Absolutely it is. And, you know, it's they jump on these opportunities whenever they can. Of course, it's campaign season, and this is going to be the dirtiest, nastiest one of them all. But it was totally – everything was taken out of context. First of all, Trump – I think I think it was a, a misstep on his part to say stand by. I think he actually actually meant to stay say stand down, because the right. fo- the following day he actually did repeat it. He was asked by the press. I think he was like on his way out of the White House on, to an event, and he was asked about that, and he again said, you know, stand down and let law enforcement do their jobs. So he's not sidestepping the issue. He, he, he clarified it, but you know, that ad was already out. That ad out was already out. They just jumped on that immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's an error. Let's jump on it. <laughs> well then, then immediately following this, did you see the um, immediate release by the commission on presidential debates? So they say the commission on presidential debates sponsors televised debates for the benefit of the American electorate. Last night's debate made clear that additional structure should be added to the format of the remaining debates to ensure a more orderly discussion of the issues. The CPD will be carefully considering the changes that it will adopt and will announce those measures shortly. The commission is grateful to Chris Wallace for the professionalism and skill he brought to last night's debate and intends to ensure that additional tools 
to maintain order are in place for the remaining debates. So what are they going to do? Have switches to shut off their mics or take the lights off them or, I mean. Something. They're going to do something. Well, why don't we, if, while we're at it, can you add to the list that we want ear inspections, wrist inspections, lapel inspections. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Urine tests. Yeah. Drug tests, all of it. And contact lens inspections. Yes, please. That would be fantastic. (laughs) And by the way, it's not a rosary. Next person who does that, they're going to get smacked. I was up till 4.30 in the morning, and I'm going to debunk about 5,000 shills that have been hammering my account on this. Ah. It needs to be asked. The people deserve to know. Okay, because if there is somebody speaking into Joe Biden's ear, if that's the case, we deserve to know that. Okay, I don't understand how you don't have debates without these simple types of measures. And it's going to get more and more difficult as time and technology goes on. I mean, in the future, we have to have some real rules set in place here, people, so that we are actually having a legitimate and fair debate. Right? Dude, this is like the most important presidential election in history. We're talking about a corrupt criminal man who has done nothing for the American people for 47 years, who lies out his ass every chance he gets, who's got a corrupt son involved as well, who uses the death of his family members to further his agendas, who was using a teleprompter just to go on news stations because, you know, He's clearly showing signs of dementia. I I think people even on the left have said that and were concerned about this debate coming up because of it. Now, whether or not his, his campaign really asked for a break every 30 minutes, I don't know if that was true or not, but I am, I'm pretty sure that Trump's campaign did in fact ask for a device inspection and a drug, drug test and agreed that both sides would do this. And they, disagreed to do that. Now, I haven't done a whole lot of digging into that, so I don't know if that's 100% fact, but that's what was coming out leading up to this debate. And, and rightfully so, because of what we've been witnessing, you know, with clear signs of dementia and needing to use teleprompters and locking himself in his basement and putting a lid on things at like nine or 10 in the morning. So, so yeah, everyone's yeah. a little concerned. And confused, because that's not the Biden we saw at the debate now, was it? I mean, the Biden that we've seen on the campaign trail when he actually has come out of his bunker or when he's done interviews in any way, shape or form, he has not been as put together as he was at that debate. So, of course, we're wondering, we're wondering, you know, what kind of what kind of edge did Biden have um, to help him with his obvious issues that we've seen all this year and you know throughout the whole campaign season right you know especially with right now in addition to this we've got all this mail-in ballots and voter fraud going on so you know people are People are at their uh, wit's end with all of this and concerned about what's going to happen with this election. Then you've got states saying, well, 
Okay, as long as it's postmarked by the third, we'll push it back a week. And you're allowed to get your ballots in afterwards. And so it could be a month after the election's over before we find out who really won. And then Wallace is asking them, you know, <clears throat> if, they're, if they're counted and you're told that you lost, will you concede? And of course, Trump said, well, if, you know, if he suspects that there was fraud involved, then no, he won't. And he shouldn't. This is... This is what these people pull. This is what these people do. So, yep, it's gonna get dirty and nasty, more so than we've seen even so far. So, buckle up. But yeah. speaking of voter fraud, should we talk? Should we roll into Veritas and that whole yeah. thing? Go for it. Well, yeah. So obviously, another big bombshell this week was Veritas dropping these videos of an omar connected ballot harvester exchanging money for ballots and he brags on tape about harvesting hundreds of ballots having them stuffed in the trunk of his car and uh so this is pretty huge i don't know that omar has actually addressed this i haven't seen anything of her addressing this uh, but it, it's massive. The Minneapolis, Minneapolis police are saying they're investigating, which I'm not confident about whatsoever. I think the DOJ needs to get involved. Uh, right. Trump has said and has called for uh, a US, the U.S. attorney in Minnesota to get involved. Um, Erica McDonald, she was nominated by Trump uh, in 2018. But, you know, we've got Keith Ellison over in Minnesota, who's the attorney general. So... Right. I, I yeah, I, I just feel like the DOJ needs to get involved here quickly before there's any tampering with the evidence on this because this is a big story. Apparently, they're harvesting uh, ballots of all of the Somali uh, people in that area, and uh, bas basically, it's just a whole a whole scam they're running with hundreds and hundreds of ballots. Yeah, and paying them off, like two to $300 a ballot received, and it's pretty crazy. I just had um, James Fitzgerald wrote an article on my site we just published yesterday, uh, Voter Fraud Claims Add to Election Fever, because it's not just there. I mean, that's, that's a big one that really needs to be exposed, especially because it's Omar. But we've also got uh, Patrick Holly came out exposing... Um, an issue going on in Texas, Supreme Court filings accusing Biden's political director in Texas of helping to run an illegal ballot harvesting operation. They've found mail in uh, mail in ditches and garbage cans containing, you know, mail in ballots, absentee ballots. There's folks um, getting multiple ballots in some cases, like the 1400 in Virginia just that just got them. And they're targeting, like, they're using, you know, dead people, homeless people, nursing homes are being targeted big time. So saying, taking them and saying, oh, we'll get that done for you. So it's really, uh, it really, need, you know, and then Trump was even talking about, uh, was it in, was it Philly? Is that where he was talking about it? Where some some poll watchers, which, you know, totally legitimate poll watchers, they were told that they had to uh, leave. Yep. So, you know, <clears throat> these people are sketchy as hell. They lie, they cheat, they steal. The thing about this, though, is we shouldn't need James O'Keefe and Project Veritas to go around 
doing this stuff. This should be the job of Chris Ray and the FBI. And he's absolutely useless, that man. And he does everything to further the narrative in another direction. You know, labeling white supremacists as the number one threat to America. Um, saying Antifa is, is an ideology. And that's mm -hmm. where they get it from. And they use that and then they oh, yeah. back it up with their own claims. Yeah. Right? He's the absolute waste of space, that man. And I'm sick of these people being in these sort of positions. Oh, and yeah. Doug Collins just sent a letter on the 30th to... Uh, Director Ray, he said, throughout your tenure as director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, you have proven unwilling or unable to bring accountability to the upper echelon of the FBI. I am sure you are aware of the recent revelation that the FBI had knowledge that the Russian collusion hoax was a creation of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. If your refusal to act on this, in your refusal to act on this knowledge, you are complicit. I urge you to do the right thing for this country and resign. Yeah. Signed yeah, right. the entire American people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, telling you what. Yeah, Ray's got to go. And uh, who's the head of the CIA right now? I forget her name. Uh, what is it? Gina um, Haskell. Yes, and then that just emerged that she's been obstructing on getting documents declassified and stuff. So. <sighs> Yep, yep. All these these roadblocks by these people, old guard people still in place. So speaking of obstruction, you listened to the uh, entire entire Flynn hearing, right? I did. Yeah. Or most of it anyways. So like for the first hour, Judge Sullivan just ranted. He went through basically recapping everything that's happened in the Flynn hearing up to this point. And he reiterated several times about how he and his job is not to just rubber stamp the, the prosecution's decision to drop the case. So pretty much already setting up what his decision already is. But he gave the prosecution a chance to explain once again why they were dropping the case. And basically, they explained pretty clearly. They, they're like, we just don't have a case here. You know, there's been major misconduct. Uh, our only witnesses are all corrupt. They've been proven to be corrupt by the IG report and all this evidence that's come out. Um, and so we just don't have a case here to prosecute. And, you know, Cindy pa Sydney Powell got a chance to, to speak, and she was awesome. She uh, called out Sullivan and said he should recuse himself. Uh, mm -hmm. But there was a lot of tit for tat going on between Sullivan and Sidney Powell. It was pretty, uh, pretty heated. Yeah, but... you can hear the aggravation there, man. Mm -hmm. It would be hard to hold it together all this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, when Sullivan's buddy Gleason had a chance to speak, he just had the floor the whole time for his rant, um, you know, about how sh Sullivan should stay. On the case and uh. not not drop it. So, you know, in all, basically, we're still it's still getting drug out. Sullivan has refused to sign the order of dismissal. Um, the hearing closed by Sullivan saying that he'll <clears throat> proceed with dispatch, which basically means he'll proceed swiftly. You know, like come to a decision swiftly, which mm. we know is not the case. He's going to drag this out at least until after the election, which is the whole point. Right. Um, but Powell has st stated that they will be filing a motion to disqualify Judge Sullivan. So nice. I guess, guess we'll be looking forward to that pretty soon. But I I'm pretty certain that this is going to drag out at least until beyond the, the election. So. Oh, yeah, that's their goal. Yeah. And I, I couldn't watch the Comey hearing. I just, 
the whole thing I knew was either going to be lies or I don't know, or I don't recall, which again, is just another lie. So I just, I, I, could, I can't stomach him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that I didn't sit through that whole thing too. And like other people did <laughs> people that I trust to like recap it. And so right. I, got, I got the, like the, the abbreviated version and it was just basically, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't recall the whole time. So <laughs> yeah. So, so no real conclusion to that. I mean, honestly, what the hell's the point? The dude's a spy a liar. He's totally corrupt. And let's just call him in for a hearing. Maybe he'll tell the truth this time. Nah, it's just for show. Yeah. But I love how just the day before his, uh, his hearing, uh, how they, that huge news by Ratcliffe dropped uh, about Hillary. Hillary uh, being the origin of the whole Russia-Trump collusion conspiracy. Yeah. And that the uh, Obama- Biden White House was briefed on it. Yeah. So we had that letter from uh, from Ratcliffe to uh, Graham that came out on the 29th. Yeah, that's huge. We'll uh, we'll link that too. It's I mean it, I'm not going to read it. It's too long, but but we'll link that too. That was that was an important one to have on the record. Yeah, definitely, and I think that. Uh, we shall see some more like that dropping. It's just going to be <laughs> bombshell after bombshell leading up to the it election. It is. You can feel it. You, mm -hmm. can, you can definitely feel it. There's Some of this stuff has been very timed out. So It's just going to keep getting crazier on both fronts. It mm -hmm. is. Be prepared for that. Take, take some time off. Build up some energy, people. Because it's going to be a roller coaster. Yeah. It is. And, you know, Trump has kind of alluded to it last. Uh, he was just at a campaign rally right after the debate. And he was saying, you know, it, it's time. We, we, we need to see something happen here. He was talking about the whole Obamagate and everything. It, it's time. It's time. And so yeah. you got this kind of feeling like, okay. It's, it really is go time. And, um, and, and then saying we have everything on tape. And mm -hmm. then this letter coming out from Ratcliffe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're seeing this stuff out there. Yeah, and then we still have all the Biden-Ukraine stuff too. Uh, Giuliani is really involved in that. And he just did an interview. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I've got some stuff still to drop. You know, so I feel like it, it's just going to be a wild, crazy ride leading up to the election. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we also had Bronfman and Richardson. Dude, how do we keep up with all this? Like my head's spinning between trying to write an article and then editing and formatting James and then keeping up with the news and the hearings and the debate and all this. It's like, whew. It's only it's a lot. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. I'm tired. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, it is a lot. So... <laughs> So I know you guys have done some stuff. We've both done some stuff on Nixium. I covered them when I did my, um, uh, are the Clintons involved with uh, child trafficking? You know, I included them in there. I included all the people they're involved with that just so happened to be involved, you know, child predator with child predators. And I know you guys did a video on Nixium and we just heard about Bronfman. So 
Yeah. So good news is she's sentenced. They actually went further than the usual max requirements for her sentencing, although, in my opinion, it's still not enough. But she got six years, nine months, and a $500,000 fine. And the federal sentencing guidelines for uh, that, for her, what she was uh, pled guilty for, was uh, 27 months. So, and prosecutors were seeking five years, but they ended up going beyond that to six months or six years, nine months. So, hmm. and with 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 good behavior, time served will be what? When do you think she'll be out? Mm, good Two point. Years? <laughs> mm, yeah, it's not, I know. It's, it's, it's not enough. It's not. It's not it's not, but it's, um, it's something, it's but something. You, yeah. <laughs> and, something. and Keith Rainier, he, his, um, sentencing is scheduled for October 27th. So the end of this month, and he's actually facing a life sentence. So look out for that. Um, Allison Mack is interesting because she's just under house arrest. You know, she pled guilty, uh, but no, no sentencing hearing. She took a deal. And, she took a deal. Yeah, hundred percent. She she ratted she ratted deal. She had to. She probably had to to save whatever she had left. Yeah, and she's actually been spotted taking classes on gender and power over at Berkeley. Oh, Stop it. Here we go. Yes. Oh, here we go now. So yeah. she's she, she's ratted her near out. She's learned everything she can from her near. And in twenty years, what she'll get arrested again for starting her own cult now. Yeah. What will happen? I tell you, we we'll see this play out. This is a, I'm yeah, telling her, save this podcast. So I'm predicting it right now. Save this podcast. <laughs> 20 right? years later. I'm, I'm telling you. Watch, watch it in 20 years. <laughs> you have bloody it's, it's really, the house of Allison Mack or some shit. I don't know. But it would be something like that. It's such a shame. It, it, it is because some of these people, they scoop up young and they brainwash the hell out of them, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not making any excuses, but I mean, it's just, it's sad. Um, I mean, look at what Epstein did to all those girls, you know, and then yeah. have them working for him. And it's just, it's, it's really with, sad. With, with Mac though, I, I, she, she wasn't young when she met Renia. Like she wasn't a baby. You know no. what I mean? Right, she, right. Like, like she was, she was uh, late teens, right? Um, That's pretty young, dude. Well, like 19. Yeah, that you're very impressionable at that age. For for someone to come in, she's caught up in Hollywood. That's already a freaking mess. And then this guy comes in. I'm just saying that's that's a pretty young age to be um, more easily manipulated. Mm. Yeah, but it's harder than ten. Well, uh, yeah, and it's harder than eight, right? <laughs> and she she still, you know, she 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 was around people that left that cult. You know, that was the same age as her. I mean, right. there was another another actress that was on that show that left that cult because she said it was a cult. Right. She, she came out and said it was a cult. So it's right? And Alison Mack stayed, right? So, but in in her case, she's definitely his protege. Yeah, she definitely needs to do time. So are we saying that, that they just haven't set a sentencing date yet or she made yeah. a deal and she's not going to do any time? I don't think she's going to do any time. I don't uh -huh. know. I know that there's no sentencing hearing scheduled currently well, and that she's on house arrest. Mm. That's it. Mm, I'm, I'm telling you, she's, she's, she's just going to take the teachings and start mm. a cult. I'm telling you. Same You're thing. Probably right. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, that's, why do you think she's taking gender studies and all that shit? 
Oh, God. These people. So then we have the former New Mexico Democratic Governor Bill Richardson, who is just has been accused of running a scheme in which he raped in over a hundred thousand dollars in bribes while in office, which none of this shocked me when I heard this come out. So he's 72 now. He was, um, he was governor from January, 2003 to December 31st, 2010. So 2003 to 2010. And uh, it says, according to a recently unsealed legal complaint, Obtained by Daily Mail, Richardson used the money to fund a luxury and debauched lifestyle. His lifestyle allegedly included sexual services and favors funded by the scam dubbed the Richardson Ring. It claims that um, he was able to place his trusted operatives in state government jobs to cover up his wrongdoings. He was also previously accused of having sex with Jeffrey Epstein victim Virginia Roberts when she was underage a claim that he has denied. And he's also um, named, Robert's name Richardson among several others as men Ghislaine Maxwell told her to have sex with in court documents. He's also in Epstein's little black book. Now I did, you remember the Zorro Ranch report I did? Yep. And when this news broke, that's immediately what I thought about. Yeah. And I didn't cover him a whole lot in here, but it was, it was significant to show the ties in New Mexico around the ranch between the King family and like all these people in government positions. Cause you know, former governor Bruce King is the one who sold him that ranch in the first place. And the Kings still have tons of, of land all surrounding Zorro ranch. I broke down that whole map of the, the parcels. So there's also BLM land butted up against there. So I'm just going to read these two little paragraphs from my, um, from my report because it's very significant when you see the bigger picture of how all these, like he said, he had, he had operatives in place to cover for him in government. So, so in 2006, Epstein donated $10,000 to Jim Baca's campaign for New Mexico state land commissioner. It is being reported that after Epstein's conviction, Baca either donated the money to charities or returned the money. That said, Baca was twice elected New Mexico Commissioner of Public Lands, serving from 1983 to 86, and again from 91 to 93. And then in 93, Bill Clinton began his presidency. Epstein purchased the New Mexico ranch from former Governor Bruce King, and Baca was appointed Director of the Bureau of Land Management by Clinton, which some of that land, it butts up to Zorro Ranch, Okay. Then he was fired the following year. So there are two BLM parcels that butt up at the North end. And just beyond that is like Hollywood land. (laughs) So then we have, in addition to that, Epstein contributed $50,000 to each of former governor Bill Richardson's gubernatorial campaigns who served as New Mexico's governor. So according to reports, Richardson recalls visiting Epstein's New Mexico ranch only once during his run for governor in 2002. He also is listed in the little black book. And it's, uh, so it's no coincidence that Richardson was also appointed the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations and energy secretary by former president Bill Clinton 
And it's no coincidence that he and Bill Clinton became friends after working closely on sealing NAFTA's passage in 1993. I mean, we're talking, it would take us too long to unpack all that. But you see what I'm saying? How intertwined all these people are? Yeah, it seems like the Richardson ring was just a tentacle of the Epstein ring. Yeah, and the King's involvement. And then when I was working on the same Thomas report, on um, some connections I found over there in his comms that run from St. Thomas to, to St. James. Um, there's this whole network involving this school and there's military people involved or all kinds of organizations and people involved high level. And Richardson was uh, apparently someone told me he has a home in St. Thomas. I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but he was out there just last year while the, uh, oh gosh, the U.S. Virgin Islands governor was uh, inaugurated. I think his last name was Brian. Um, so he was there during that time. And I only know that because they're one of the, one of the women I was looking into that is heavily connected in through the Clintons and this whole nest out there spotted him on a, uh, beach and took a picture with them. <laughs> so, oh, that one's quite a network out there too. A lot of names people have probably never even heard of that will eventually over the next several years surface. And then we can go back to my little map of these people and go, ah, so that's how they played their role. Mm -hmm. Richardson seems like he's low hanging fruit, meaning like he was really deeply involved and really did not cover his tracks very well. So he's, I'm sure, sweating it. I mean, he's, he's probably one of those guys that's really worried about this Ghislaine Maxwell case and others that will be coming down the pipe. Yeah. When are we supposed to get the release? Um, the, was it the AG? Of the Virgin Islands, I'm trying to remember who's requesting the release of um, more flight logs. Yeah, I don't know the status on that. Let me see if I can. I don't know either. Well, while you're looking that up, I just want to throw this out real quick. So I'm sure the world knows by now and everyone's like, let's move to Florida. <laughs> but DeSantis is really, really doing a good job out there. Um, exposing and you know Rand Paul's been doing a great job too calling out Fauci he did a tweet the other day saying paging Fauci paging Fauci showing him uh he's constantly posting scientific data to show that this has been over exaggerated essentially and um so DeSantis has opened up Florida now I think I don't know if they're saying mandatory masks or not, but they did say there's no fines if you, you know, I mean, technically, legally, I don't think you can really find someone for that anyways, because you can't make it a law. But the point is, he's opening up everything, fully opening up everything without the limited restrictions, um, like we have in pretty much every other state, um, or the majority of them. And so he recently was on, uh, scrolling through my notes here, he had tweeted out a four-minute video clip, which we can link below, saying, I spoke, oh gosh, 
I don't know how to pronounce this, Bhattachara. I'm just going to guess. I spoke with Dr. Bhattachara from Stanford Medical School about the implications of PCR tests identifying non-infectious dead virus. Are we quarantining hundreds of thousands of Americans who are not contagious? So I love that, you know, some people like Rand Paul and DeSantis are, are really highlighting this stuff and hammering it. And it kind of speaks to what I've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, how I feel like more evidence is going to come out and more people are going to step up and it's, going to get to that point where the battleground is, is more clear. Like I feel that since he opened that up, opened up his state, you know how that goes. You get one person to do it. And so hopefully that will have an impact on other States. We know they will be red States starting to uh, remove all of their restrictions as well. Amen. Yeah, because we know going into the fall, they're already starting with, it's flu season, get your flu vaccines, because, you know, now you're going to be more at risk for a second wave of COVID. Uh Uh Uh, We we had Elon calling out some shit. He he does that stuff every now and then. Yeah. So, like, Elon Musk is such a person that has people so divided. And I understand why. Yeah. Mm. He's all over the map. I don't He's trust him. He is. He he pokes fun at Bill Gates and says we shouldn't have closed the economy. And he him and his family are definitely not taking a vaccine. They're they're they are getting quite hammered on the vaccine. I you know, I would love to see legitimate percentages on that, statistics on that, but there's let's put it this way. Five years ago, a lot more people would have lined up for a vaccine. That's true. Right now, I think that a lot of people are waking up to this. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm really glad to see that. Um, I think that Judy, I always mispronounce her name, Mikovits, Mikovits, uh, the uh, the one who helped with the pandemic um, right. documentary. Uh, her expose of Fauci that really came to light through this whole process, this whole COVID process, has really, I think, helped a lot in that regard of, of just generally, it's not just about the COVID vaccine, but it's this long history of vaccines in general and how we've been lied to on their success rate, on their the damages that they've done, et cetera. But in particular right. with the COVID vaccine, In particular with the COVID vaccine, we have concerns because we know this whole thing was planned out and it was put on us. And these these evil doers are the ones that are also steering us towards that vaccine. So, yeah, of course, there's reasons to not trust it. It's the only thing they have to use because the Dems have to use as an argument because they have no freaking platform to run on to say that. Trump shut the economy down. Over 200,000 people are dead because of Trump. That's what we hear all day long from these people. They're yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I know that you were kind of surprised about how he handled that part of the discussion and the debate. Um, how he went, didn't really, 
with the mask the masks and the numbers because we we all know that these numbers aren't the real numbers i mean i think a lot of people are aware of that and but i i i wasn't surprised that he didn't didn't question the numbers as far as the death toll and everything Um, oh no i i wouldn't have anticipated him doing that until after the elections but with with it was just the way he handled the mask repeatedly kind of saying well i'm okay with the mask and and you know but he did get in the jab that hey well not everyone thinks so fauci said that that you know at one point said that they don't work so at least he got that in Mm -hmm. um because you know he clearly does not believe they do a damn thing or he wouldn't be having huge rallies um and then yeah the other thing that kind of bugged me though i gotta say was on the climate change one of the things I really respect about him is that he has the balls to say it like it is, and he doesn't care how much heat he takes. And he is, has for decades publicly stated global warming is a hoax. Global warming was changed to climate change because it's not warming anymore. And that this was all created manufactured by the Chinese so that they could steal our manufacturing, steal our business and yada. He's always been outspoken about that. And it was just really odd the way, like he, it's like he didn't want to go there with this. So he went along with Chris's line of questioning on it. And uh, I wonder how quickly, like, I wonder if they knew before they went out there, if they were made aware because as of up till the day before, we were all informed that that was not going to be a topic on the table. But at any rate, um, he did, I mean, he, he stood his ground on a lot of it. He, I think he did well on a lot of it. I just, there were a couple parts in there where it was almost like he, he kind of went along with the fact that there is climate change. So that yeah. kind of bothered me. Yeah, I think he was kind of reserved in some areas where I know he doesn't fully go along with these things at all. Because he's talked about, he's, he talks more openly, like say in his rallies or, you know, but on a debate stage, you can tell he was a little bit more reserved about going there with some of these topics. So rather right. than completely discrediting climate change, just you know, taking a more conservative approach to answering that question. Yeah. He didn't go full on into that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because the article I'm working on right now actually pulls in some interesting little statistics as it pertains to climate change, debunking these idiots. So I'm excited to get that article finished. It's actually kind of a fun one to, to dig into. Cool. We uh, just finished uh, recording for this week. It'll be out on Monday. We are doing a discussion, speaker and I over on Hivemind, about Abramovic and the art world. Yeah, the art world in general. Yeah. So this is a fun conversation, I think. Don't you think, speaker? Good one. You guys pick the best topics. It was more of a discussion than, like, we we had to chuck Abramovic into it because. I mean, we we saw we we see her as a forefront of real dark art in this modern era, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, we we kind of went off book a little bit there and just went into the discussion 
of certain things. So, but yeah, it was a really good one. Cool. So that should be out Monday. Yeah, check yeah, it out. Nice. Yeah, we pick random topics. It just you guys pick good ones, really good ones. They're important. They're important mm -hmm. to talk about. And there's so many. There's endless things to talk about. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, say, like we're, we get into a stalemate sometimes because Edge is like, I want to do something that's relevant, and I was like, Well, I want to talk about aliens. And she's like, Well, no, we're going to do something relevant. And I was like, Well, no, I want to talk about Bigfoot. And I never get my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> so we decided we're going to do, like, the cute, cute pick, cute clip of the week at the end. Just, just a quick little 30-second thing at the end of each of our podcasts um, for all those wonderful animal lovers out there. Mm, so we're going to yeah. roll that right now before we close out the show. Did we cover everything, guys? Real quick, yeah. let me answer that question you had about the Epstein flight logs. I looked it up, and it's um, I haven't seen any new news since over a week ago that they are requesting all of the the flight logs, but we have not heard any more about that. So we'll keep okay. you guys posted. Okay. All right, so we'll roll this clip real quick. You got to have, have the volume on for this one. <laughs> this is my favorite one. And then we'll close it out. that was a good one <laughs> all right guys so adorable so proud of himself oh well thanks for watching us here on dig it please be sure to share this podcast we are on google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud spotify stitcher tune in and of course youtube we'll see you back next time right here on dig it Thank you.